aka Patters, welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. This is where we profile, say it with me, one horror movie a day for the entire month of October, and we're smack at the tail end, pun intended, of our car block. Yesterday, day 26, was The Car. That movie blew me away. It's not one of my favorite movies, though, and it's not one of my favorite horror movies. This Stephen King yawn, Stephen King tale, Christine is not only the best Stephen King movie ever made, it is also the best car movie ever made. Let's go. All right, everyone, before we get into something spooky, let me tell you something. Trial by Fire. It's my comic book available right now on Indiegogo. Link in the description, and I will see you on the printed page. Okay, a little bit of a quick correction. Leading into the 31 Days of Dread, I did what was called the Road 300, where I did 10 car movies <laughs> because, like, you know, that's it's, it's a theme that fits. But we were racing. That was the idea. We were racing towards 300. Now, during that time, pandemic riots protests uh george floyd uh like everything hit the pandemic it, it was madness i moved uh, like during all of this it was madness for me it took a lot i struggled to get over you know like that hump it, because i it, i had october like still in my like you know in my sights i had to build a like true momentum so i could get through the 31 days of dread in the intro, I said this was the greatest, one of the greatest car movies ever made. It's one of the greatest movies ever made that features a car. It, I, you cannot put this within some of the films I went through on the road to 300 for very clear reasons. I just wanted to be clear with that. But everyone, Peter A. DeLuca here. Thank you for joining me. Your boy is back and is day 27. I, I can't believe it. We're, we're almost there. Tomorrow, we're going to have ice cream man the ice cream man then we're gonna have night of the demons then we're gonna have nightmare on elm street the remake and then friday the 13th Ugh, sorry <laughs> the remake and then we're going to do a follow-up episode like a recap so the the 31 days of dread essentially is 33 episodes of content how amazing is that and and keep in mind the recap episode is just going to go on for however long i want it to <laughs> hey that's the power you wield when you have your own podcast but thank you so much for joining me i appreciate every single one of you any comment uh anything you can leave me please do uh let's create that feedback loop so we make this show as best as we can any film movie ideas suggestion that you have you can hit me up on any of the social medias aka pad on twitter aka pad 69 on instagram i'll love to hear from you so here we go we're, we're talking john carpenter now look john carpenter when it comes to like an indie like to me he's like a true independent filmmaker because nothing he makes or made just seems like a hollywood movie and this guy knows how to double, uh, like the money you put in. If you put in ten million, you're going to get back twenty, twenty-one million. That was the case with Christine. I just feel like he he has this track record. Uh, we all know him from Halloween, which is arguably the most profitable movie of all time. But this guy has chops, and he's for real. 
and it starts in 1974. He, we have this movie called Dark Star. Dark Star goes through phases of uh, getting loved, then falling down the memory hole, then getting loved, falling down the memory hole. It's always in the discussion when it comes to um, sci-fi horror, sci-fi comedy horror, uh, future sci-fi, space sci-fi. Yeah, like it's it's always going to be in that conversation. 1976, we have Assault on Precinct 13. This movie's legit. This movie's for real. Then, two years later, Halloween. Two years after that, The Fog. That's a good movie. One year after that, we have one of my favorites, Escape from New York. Uh, I just love, 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 love Escape from New York so much. And then we have in 1982, look, look, it's in like five years. It's Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York. We have The Thing. Then we have Christine. Then we have Starman. He's barely, he's mostly making a movie a year. 1986, we have Big Trouble in Little China. 1987, here we go, ready? Prince of Darkness, uh, getting lots of love nowadays. 1988, we have what would be considered his last classic movie. Now, you can really kind of say every movie up until that point's a classic also. But we have They Live. Then in 1992, his one of his biggest breaks, he, t- he takes four years off. Memoirs of Invisible Man for Warner Brothers starring Chevy Chase. Now, I say Warner Brothers because this is a clear studio movie. It's a cl- not like a straight-up tentpole, but um, Chevy Chase is, is Chevy Chase during this time. It's a big deal. It really is. 1994, In the Mouth of Madness. People get In the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness mixed up all the time. Guess what? In the Mouth of Madness is a good movie. 1995, Village of the Damned. Great. He's doing another remake, another update. This is a good one. 1995, Village of the Damned is a good movie. 1996. All right. (laughs) I saw this movie with my friend Rob in the movie theater, and I was so embarrassed because up until seeing Escape from New York, I hyped up John Carpenter as the same way I'm talking about him now. Like, he is the second coming. Disappointment. Then, in 1998, I'm pretty sure him and I, we we also went to go see Vampires. Like, not impressed. I wanted to watch some of Vampires before sitting down with all of you. I I just couldn't get it uh, fit into my schedule. And then 2001, we have Ghosts of Mars. Uh, This movie um, is just reeked through the coals still now it hasn't pleased anyone people are very confused over ghosts of mars uh i yeah i recall seeing it maybe two maybe i guess maybe three times i know i saw it in the theater i know i had it from blockbuster back in the day and i know i streamed it so i've i've seen the movie at least three times ghosts of mars is his easy clearly most suspect movie escape from l.a you know, like it's, it's, you know, like it, it, it's a meta postmodern look at Escape from New York. It's confusing. It, it really is. And then we have vampires. 
which I always like. Vamp- Vampires came out around the same time as Wesley Snipes' Blade. Those two movies were dueling vampire movies uh, at the box office. One one was New Line Cinema, the other one was Sony Pictures. But anyway, so we have this movie of a possessed car killing people. We have a dork that gets bullied. We have a close friend that is protecting the dork, and we have a beautiful girl. This movie is a perfect allegory, anecdote for teenage angst and puberty. This movie nails it. We feel sorry for Arnie. That's our uh, that's our main geek. But Arnie gets possessed by a possessed demon car. And Arnie, guess what? We root for the guy. He stands up for himself. He gets the girl. He becomes cool. And then him and the car both become murderous a-holes into which his best friend and girlfriend kind of kill him and then they smash the car to smithereens that's your plot (laughs) that's the whole movie along the way one of the reasons why i absolutely love watching christine is every time i watch this movie the um the special effects blow me away because you know, like I, I, I try and reverse engineer what I'm seeing every time I see it and I get different ideas, you know, like um, to because it's all practical special effects. But, you know, like are they using balloons or because like the car reconstructs itself and it rebuilds itself. And it's just really cool. Totally fascinating. This movie has moments and it has pops and it has uh, like uh, like moments of like understanding and solitude and Arnie becomes more and more aware of the car and what it's doing to him and he likes it and he wants it and he's all for the car protecting itself this is what makes the movie so cool because it kind of breaks that barrier it breaks that barrier of like not knowing what's happening okay we know everything that's happening and we're all for it I don't like I like you might be like Pete like is that it like the movie doesn't have a hook the movie doesn't have anything but incredibly well understood crafted filmmaking behind it you know like uh, Carpenter and crew understood this movie to its core and even to its day it probably is the best Stephen King movie ever. I'm sorry. And Stephen King's uh, adaptations of Stephen King's are in a little bit of a renaissance now. It doesn't matter. None, uh, very few movies compete with how lean and mean this movie is. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. It's a joy to watch. It really is. Uh, it's a, it, This is another one I just want to gush over. Doesn't make a great episode for the 31 Days of Dread. But check out Christine, one of my all-time picks. AKA Pads Audio Audacity. I love you. Everyone, we're doing a movie that's uh, two movies that are complete brain dumps. And holy crap, I always heard about our next one, <laughs> The Ice Cream Man. I always heard about this movie. I, oh my God, why isn't this movie uh, more in the zeitgeist and lexicon of amazingly bad movies? I don't know. Everyone, check it out. I'll see you tomorrow. Day 28, we're almost done. Rocking and rolling. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. So, this episode is dedicated to my father, R.I.P. Tony DeLuca, Tony Ironfeet. We love you. 
and we miss you every single day.